Thanks for watching. I'm your host, Chris Swainhart, and this is Gun Stuff. Gun Stuff is dedicating to arming America, one law-abiding citizen at a time. Behind you is not a backdrop. No, that is the actual mountains you, you are seeing in Arizona. Not too far from here, folks are climbing them, uh, going across rivers, doing anything they can to get into this great country of ours. Now, we don't blame them. They're the rational actors. But who we do blame are the overlords that are running this country into the ground. We will not have a country very soon if this keeps up. At today's show, we've got ablechild.org. Now, what the heck is that? You, you might be asking, what is Able Child? Well, you're going to find out, and uh, it's going to blow your mind. Raul Mendez is back, uh, and uh, we got the latest update from this guy who is a constitutional carry kind of expert, and uh, you're going to love uh, interfacing with him. By the way, ask some questions of our guests. If you're watching on Facebook, Rumble, or Twitter, we'll try and bring those comments right here on the show. And then to cap off our show is Live Free Armory. You know, last week when we were out there uh, in NSAGW, since the last time we talked to you folks, there was another mass shooting. Now, uh, uh, it's in Lewiston, Maine, and here is one of the uh, first headlines. Lewiston active shooter suspect photo and video of Maine search. And, you know, you know the story by now. If you don't, perhaps you need to get a little bit more informed. But it was a rough time there, and... Uh, uh, it was a manhunt trying to find this guy. And, of course, there are the usual cacophony of left-wing uh, Lulus coming out there saying, oh, well, we need to ban assault rifles. We need to do it right now. And then more details came out. Now, we're not going to talk about it right now in this portion of the show. We're going to come back to it later. But there are two elements that we'd like you to think about. One is what about the mental stability of these individuals? Are they really talking about that? Most often they talk about getting rid of your Second Amendment, as if that's going to cure anything. <laughs> that's a kind of crazy. And then the other thing they never talk about is how concealed carry holders protect the public. This guy went into a bowling alley. It was a no-shooting zone, no firearm zone, no firearms allowed. Have you ever been to a, a public where it says that right there? Uh, consider yourself warned, because that's a haven for guys like this that are off their rocker, and they don't want anybody to fight back. Now, we'll be talking more about that. Of course, Israel's big, big in the news, and, you know, Israel has clamped down on people carrying their firearms, but not anymore. They're coming out trying to revive their version of the Second Amendment over in Israel, and that's driving people on the left nuts. So, hey, that's it for the news, but stick around because we're going to talk about this with, with some people that know, not with people like me, uh, your humble correspondent here that really uh, doesn't know that much about it. But, hey, uh, you stick around and you're going to hear some authoritative information. Now, I'm going to bring on our co-hosts today. With me here in the studio is Ursula Williams and also Scott Kiefner. He's in here virtually. Scott, we had a lot of fun last week. The NASGW, did we not? 
Yeah, we had a great time. Got a chance to go around, see all the latest and greatest of stuff that's coming out. Uh, and just like one of our, just like seeing our sponsor, uh, Al DiPoli from uh, the Thumb Doctor, you know, it was like going around seeing your your favorite old uncle, you know, he's, <laughs> you go up to him and he's like, hey, it's like seeing family because, you know, there's certain people that we see all the time at these places, but had a great time, got tried to bring you guys uh, some good coverage. It's amazing how hard it is to get around and bring you guys as much as we can. Uh, but we tried to bring it to you. And Ursula, uh, did you keep busy while we were gone last week? What did you do? I did. Um, I practiced shotgun. And I also, especially on Thursday, had the absolute honor of taking one of our guests out to his first competition. So... You know what? Uh, uh, One of the things that I'm I'm just starting to think to myself here, uh, I, I may have neglected. You know, if you folks have subscribed to our emails, you saw in our email today... That Ursula, you're going to Thailand. I heard it was in November. Uh, is it today? I guess not, because you're no. here. What about next week? When are we going to see you there? I actually fly out the Monday after Thanksgiving, and pretty much, I'm hoping I have like some of the best internet service over there, so I can actually like live stream and send stuff, send a whole bunch of content over from the competition. The competition actually starts on December fourth, and uh, but the opening ceremony is on the third, and it's like a big, like it's a big deal. So. Uh, that's pretty much why I leave. And I'm like super excited. It's like the clock is for real ticking right now. Where it's like a little bit anxious. (laughs) We got to have footage. Now, by the way, if you haven't, if you folks haven't contributed yet, go to gunstuff.tv slash Ursula Mm -hmm. and you can contribute to her funds. Now, by the way, I appreciate it. I really do. Like, holy cow. This, (laughs) this, this government is really big on defending the, the, the borders of, of, uh, for example, Ukraine, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they don't want to defend our borders, and they won't help you defend your title as a shotgun ch- champion. You've got to foot this bill yourself. That seems unreasonable to me. I, I know you're not going to badmouth it, but what do you think, Ursula? Are, are all you shooters like independently wealthy? No. Um, <laughs> actually, I had this conversation with with, uh, with Scott earlier, and Scott was like, "I think I might have to start working again so I can like pay it all to shoot." So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, hey, look, you guys can chip in 25, 50 bucks, whatever. I'll be generous. Go to gunstuff.tv slash Ursula. Hey, before we bring on our guests, this is the time in our show we like to talk about our featured firearm. And uh, this one I know Scott is very familiar with because he's done some video on this. Uh, we're going to start the ball rolling, and we have it right here in the studio. Let me take a look at it. There it is in all its glory. Uh, you can see it's got a couple of back straps, and uh, uh, by the magic of television, I'm going to kind of reach over here and uh, <laughs> let's see if we, if we can push it over to Ursula. She can start playing with it. It's called Stump the Chumps. And uh, uh, Scott, do, give us an intro. I wish I could do that. I wish I could be like, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll take one, you know, and you could just hand one to me. But it didn't work <laughs> like that, RS. Uh, yeah, so t- so we've got a chance to take this out, do some video on it. This is a SAR CM9. Uh, this was one of the guns that they put out for trials uh, for some of the other uh, military applications overseas and stuff. So it's done some NATO testing and things like that. Uh, this is a polymer hammered fired gun, which mm-hmm. is different than a lot of the others. You know, this actually has a hammer on it. Uh, dual uh, ambidextrous safety. He has this real nice big beaver tail that comes up off the back, which works really well for me. You know, people have a little bit bigger hands that get a really high grip up on there. Uh, but the grip is also interchangeable on the back. You can take that out and put a different size back strap in it. Uh, it has really good trigger. The 
the safety, it, I'm sorry, the safety, the mag release is ambidextrous. So you can mm -hmm. take that and flip it to the other side. And it has a really nice stainless steel slide on there. They got really good serrations on there. It makes it really easy to, oh, yeah. uh, to, to rack the slide and stuff like that. It gives you really good purchase, you know, especially, you know, we shoot gloves on out here in the winter stuff like that. And I think we did the video in the winter, made it really easy to chamber rounds. Um, but then you also have the three dot adjustable sights, so you can, you know, sight that in a little easier. Some, some, some of them you have to drift, uh, with the punch and stuff like that. This one, you can just, you know, just small screwdriver and just turn all your clicks on. Then it also has the full Picatinny, like a standard Picatinny reel. So you, hey, can, so you can attach any light to it. Scott, yep. you got a whole video out there. Go to the gun stuff, uh, yep. media channel. Uh, look at our firearms review and you can hear all the details. It's kind of fun. Uh, uh Ursula. Uh, give us your take. Um, me personally, I would definitely have to go up into size on the on the back strap, though. Um, it actually feels pretty good for a polymer hammer fire. One thing I do like about it is like how positive both the ambi uh, safety is. So like it's both left and right side. And when I say it's positive, like even for my cricket bats of hands here, like it is actually pretty good. I don't know if y'all can hear that. Put close to my mic. And even left handed. <laughs> A little bit of a struggle because I'm not used to doing it left-handed. But I do like that. Um, the trigger is actually not bad, especially for what? How much were Was it 450? Uh, yeah. Um, that's actually pretty good. Double action as well. It's double single. And a double is actually not that bad either. So, no. For a good 450, you can actually take this to a competition too. It's a beautiful firearm. Uh, well worth it. Now, by the way, uh, we got truth in advertising. It says 450. I have a feeling that if you head on over to Gun Stuff, it's actually less than that. So, guys, uh, this is one of the advantages of watching our show. You get some inside baseball here, uh, and uh, that's not a reference to my losing team in Arizona. Uh, inside uh, firearms, right here on, on Gun Stuff. Hey, so sign up for. Uh, our email blast at gunstuff.tv. We're going to be right back after this quick um, commercial break with uh, our first guest, Sheila Matthews from Able Child. Protecting those who serve to protect us is the mission of Ventus Respiratory Technologies, who are dedicated to the development of respiratory systems designed to shield those in the most hazardous environments. The rate of respiratory illness in military personnel versus the general population is roughly double. Our challenge was to build something small, lightweight, compact. We saw that there was a protection gap where the respiratory tract was not being protected day to day. So our goal and our mission is to protect that. Hey, a word about our next guest, Sheila Matthews from ablechild.org. I've been watching uh, this little show called The War Room with Stephen Bannon. Now, if you haven't been watching it, uh, turn off all other media, including newspapers, everything, until you start watching The War Room, because that's where you can find out what's really happening in this country. Uh, I tell you what, Steve Bannon, I kind of compare him to a modern day, oh, I don't know, Ben Franklin, uh, uh, James Madison, and maybe Patrick Henry, all in one. He's very well versed. But you can be too. All you need to do is watch that show. Sheila was on there. We, they were talking about the very subject that we're going to talk about today. And let me see if I can bring Sheila on here. Uh, I have to push some buttons and, and let me see. Uh, Sheila, are you there? I am. Nice to be here. Thank Sheila, you for having me. 
it's been spellbinding when we've seen you coming out and talking about it. Now, now Sheila, we talked a little bit about um, the mass shootings, all right? Now, those mass shootings, uh, invariably, there's some psychological uh, component to it. And, and give us your take on the impact of uh, the psychiatric condition on some of these mass shooters. Okay. Uh, first of all, I want to try to teach a new terminology here. If, okay, if that'd can. be great. And you have okay. a willing disciple. Okay. So what we're not going to do anymore is call it a mass shooting. It is a mass murder. Okay. So it's a mass murder. It's not a mass shooting. That's what it is. So uh, with that said, uh, Able Child worked on Sandy Hook. And um, we have um, been on the forefront of pointing out that the psychiatric drugs are really at the root cause in what we're seeing. Uh, and even the DOJ with their report are saying that 23% of the mass shooters are on a psychiatric drug. And that's only the data that they can get access to. It's really a focus on the psychiatric treatment. And that's what I was discussing with Steve. Yeah, there he is. And uh, folks, you know, this is available on Rumble and head on over to the War Room. Look at the archives. Uh, they go into it in great detail. And in fact, even they had more time than we'll be able to devote to it today. Uh, but I have some other graphics to share here. Uh, so. So here's the first reaction that the politicians give. Let's ban uh, the so-called assault weapons. In other words, the most popular gun in America, the AR-15, we want to ban it. And uh, Ursula, is that going to help? No, not at all. So we all know that that bowling alley that that guy walked into had a really big sign that says gun-free zone, and they want to protect this family environment and all that type of stuff. So... If he literally walked past a sign in plain English, I know everybody in Maine uh, speaks English because it's not like a, border, a true border state like Arizona. So like, he speaks English. So he walked past that sign. So I don't know why they feel like banning assault weapons, which is not a real term anyways, will make a difference. I'm just throwing it out there. Hey, so Sheila, uh, as time went by, some details emerged, as you can see. Uh, finally, it got into the press. They couldn't even uh, ignore it any longer about mental health issues. Uh, why don't you speak to that a little bit about it, please, Sheila? Sure. What, what they're doing is pulling the documentation that we need to have to investigate these properly. So we know now that there was a treating psychiatrist and we know that there was a treating psychologist. They're withholding that information. So while they're focusing on the guns, I mean, they, like you said, they know exactly what gun that, that was involved. But here's the thing that I believe that the gun industry needs to know is that we need to allow the gun manufacturers and gun owners to review the ballistics reports. We don't even talk about that. The gun owners have a right to look at what happened and defend their products. And, and quite honestly, we would never ban a car based on somebody being drunk behind a wheel. And the psychiatric drug industry has walked away from these mass shootings without 
any any damage at all. Now, now Sheila, uh, ablechild.org. Uh, you guys are a 501c3 nonprofit, and, and you talk a lot about the impact of doping up, uh, excuse me the expression in my, my poor, poor vernacular here, but drugging these poor kids uh, in schools. You know, they're just boys having fun, and they don't get enough. You know, what we've done is we've stigmatized, uh, you know, sports or hunting or getting out or camping or the Boy Scouts, of course. All of that's been stigmatized. They don't get out. They don't get the exercise. They don't have fun. And, and instead, they spend all their time on little uh, video games, and then they're having trouble paying attention in school. And then what happens? They say, oh, well, you're going to have to take some drugs. Uh, what kind of criterion? Do they have some sort of special... Uh, way to tell within the public schools there's like a blood test or something that that is objective that that uh, diagnoses these kids. I, I like I said I, I might be uh, unschooled in all these. That's why I'm asking you. Sure, informed consent is based on getting all the information. That's our mission statement, and we are a five hundred one three C. So we would love uh, contributions. But here's the thing: there's no brain scan, there is no blood test, and there's no X-ray to prove that you have ADHD. Okay, so if you took the gifted, the gifted able child, which we're named after, and you took the the ADHD checklist. A lot of the the same uh, uh, characteristics are on these these checklists. So, you know, able child wants our children's identity back. We believe in the able Eisenhower able child that that he created through the grant process for education. Those grants were converted to mental health grants, and they are robbing our children of our future. So um, there is, it's very subjective to answer your question. Now, here's a chart that I got from the CDC that shows the rise in the ADHD diagnosis. Back in 1997, it was down around 5%. Now it's up over 10% or heading on that way. Uh, now, the, the thing about this graph is I couldn't get any data before 97. Uh, and they're saying, well, you know, 5%, that was, you know, kind of what we could live with. But, but if you go back to 1950, 1960, this thing didn't exist. But you're forgetting an important fact. You know what happened in 96? HIPAA. Well, there we go. Hi Just yeah. throwing it out there. It's so all, it's all a big business. Oh, it's a, it's a full freaking hip, uh, uh, business. We already know that. We all know we're all getting played. That's why nobody's going to bring up mental health. Because guess what? If you actually like, if we actually like, hey, no for a fact, hundred percent, this is all mental health, and this is why we have this issue today. Guess what? A lot of these people are going to get really angry because they're going to start going broke because they're going to be like, hey, look, my kid is not really ADHD. Maybe he's just a kid that's probably on sugar. Hey, Scott, now here's a question for you as a former air marshal. Uh, when you guys were, were screening people, they would go through, I don't know if there's no way to screen people for mental instability, but in terms of the air marshal service, uh, did you guys think that you were talking to sane or rational actors that were going to be uh, taking down these airplanes? Uh, did mental illness come into part of your training? Uh, absolutely. Uh, the, you know, all the, the people that have done this stuff in the past, there's some kind of mental instability there, mm -hmm. uh, no matter how uh, subtle or how radical 
uh, that the, they may be. Um, but those are things that, like I said, there are markers that we can that we can see. But the problem is, is we're not right there with everyone. So coming up with a better way for us, you know, with within our own ranks to be able to identify these things and people that may be a danger is something that we really should be focusing on. And I'm glad to see that mental health is starting to come to the rise. You know, I'm a, I'm a, a veteran and I went through some PSD symptoms and stuff like that in the past. And so I, for a brief time, I had depression, I had anxiety and I had these other things that I had to deal with too, uh, that could have put me in, in some of those positions. But, uh, I sought, you know, I was able to get proper treatment and, and, and get through and now I'm okay, you know, for, for the most part, you <laughs> know, like, yeah, for the most part, yeah, uh, well, we'll have to ask the okay. close so, family members. I, I do have a question for Sheila. Um, yeah. My question is, how is the uh, consumption of mental health meds here in America compared to other countries? Because everybody always brings up that, oh, the U.S. have more mass shootings. And since it's a direct link, we already know it's a direct link to mental health. And we already know it's a direct link to a lot of these pharmaceuticals that these kids are on is actually like is is a known you know adverse effect that you're going to have homicidal ideations as part of a side effect. We already know this, but I just just curious, how much more is the U.S. taking than, let's just say, Europe? Yeah, Sheila. I don't have those figures in front of me, but I can tell you that the United States is one of, there's two countries, and I don't want to get the other country wrong, so I, New Zealand is popping into my head, but I don't think it's that, so I, I'm going to say there is another country that it allows direct advertising of mm -hmm. pharmaceuticals the televisions. So I believe that is one of the reasons why the United States is so heavily medicated. Yeah. And the psychiatric industry, the behavioral health industry is what Able Child focuses on. And I could tell you the consumption of these psychiatric drugs are skyrocketing. I loved your graph in the beginning. So, you know, the fact is Able Child's not going to put the um, any of these industries out of business nor nor is that our position our position is informed consent and the right to refuse these psychiatric drugs and ursula i loved what you had to share you know um these gun-free zones i mean we need to be able to defend ourselves so we need to focus and hold the mental health industry accountable mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I tell you what, we're going to have to I leave it here, uh, folks. Uh, we could talk more about this and talk for several hours. But hey, uh, if you folks subscribed to GunStuff.tv and our email blast, you've already received some of this information. Tell our viewers and also our podcast listeners, Sheila, how can they learn more about AbleChild.org and, and uh, support your efforts to uh, help our school children and their parents get some information that might make some changes in their lives. Sheila, how do they do that? They can visit ablechild.org and we have tools for parents. I've been inundated. I want to answer people uh, as they, they email us. The most important thing is, uh, is really we need donations and we need to grow our staff because after appearing on the war room, we have, I have another radio show after this and 
I need a little team that, and these are good problems to have, but we would love your support. We we believe in the Second Amendment, and we think that we can help mm-hmm. um, in 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 preventing your uh, your gun rights from being well, head, attacked. So, folks, so, head on. Uh, yeah, we're we're out of time here, so head on over to ablechild.org and uh, get, be a part of the action. Uh, Ursula's got more for you, so we're going to have you back, Sheila, because we, we've just got started on this topic, and. Uh, 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 thank you so much for being on our show. We sure appreciate it. My name is Raul. And on July 3rd this year, we were celebrating our freedom at our friend's house when the unthinkable happened. A neighbor we never met came in uninvited and started shooting at all of us right out of the blue. Before I can actually comprehend what was happening, one of our dear friends was shot and died instantly. Next thing you know, the shooter shot me right in the side of the head and through my left eye. I hit the ground unconscious. Everyone in the house was screaming bloody murder and thought I was dead, including my family who sprinted to a nearby bedroom and tried barricading themselves. What felt like an eternity passed, and then my eyes opened by God's grace to the sound of the shrieking screams of my wife, two daughters, and friends who knew I carried a concealed pistol. After a short struggle against two brave friends, The shooter broke away from the fight and started to reach for his second gun with my family lined up as his next victims. But I put four shots in his chest and sent him straight to hell. If I didn't have my gun, everyone in the house would have died. The news van would have been front and center, but because I did, he never even heard about it. In fact, each year, over one million law-abiding Americans use firearms to protect themselves and their loved ones. But in 2021, America's five largest newspapers published just 10 news stories reporting defensive firearm use. In contrast, those same newspapers had a total of 1,743 news stories containing the key words murder, gunfire, or shot. We still have no idea why that man opened fire that day, but it has only reinforced our family support for the Second Amendment. I was in the hospital for five days, and when I finally got out, I bought my family two handguns to train with. Evil will always exist, and we are more ready to confront it with equal force now more than ever. This family will never be victims again. My name is Raul Mendez, and I am a proud lifetime member of the National Rifle Association of America. Hey, so folks, at the beginning of the show, I told you we were gonna talk about uh, these mass murders. Hey, I'm learning, right? Mass murders uh, in a different context. We first talked about the mental health aspect. Now let's talk about the impact of concealed carry on uh, our general safety. Uh, The left wants to tell you you shouldn't carry a firearm. We ought to make firearms illegal. The whole world would be so much better if we got rid of firearms. Uh, You know, let's say on the face of it, let's get rid of them all here in the United States and also in Israel. And so that way Hamas and the Muslim Brotherhood can completely annihilate every single Jew living on the planet. And also Christians, by the way, they won't stop with them. Does that make sense? Anyway, uh, our next guest might have something to say with it. Raul, we're glad to have you here. Now, we wanted to get you involved here because you know a little bit about concealed carry. Where would you be today without concealed carry? Well, yeah, I was carrying under, you know, constitutional carry. 
here in the state of Arizona, you don't need an actual permit or permission from the government, you know, to carry a concealed firearm. And honestly, if if I was still in, you know, California where, you know, gun laws are strict and you cannot carry and this would happen out there, there would be, you know, two things. Either I'd be dead because I wouldn't have, you know, my, my, my firearm to protect myself from my family or I'd be in prison. You know, I'd be out of the hospital and I'd be in prison for murder myself because I shouldn't have been carrying a firearm. So, you know, thankfully in the, you know, state of Arizona, we do have that constitutional carry and, you know, just that's saved my life, saved my family's lives and saved many others. I can't believe that you went through that. Ursula, um, now you, we're going to talk a little bit about Ursula and, and you have been hanging out a little bit. And we're going to get, we have some video here at the end. Uh, Scott, uh, Kentucky's a lot alike. Uh, Arizona, as far as concealed carry, you can get a permit if you want it, but you don't have to have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. uh, ask Scott first. Do you, do you think that is the way things should be, or do you think maybe we should be a little uh, tighter or looser on this constitutional carry? I love the I love the uh, you know because like she just like Sheila was talking about earlier, what we call things you know sets the stage for how we fight things, and I love the fact that they called it constitutional carry because it says quite frankly in the Constitution that we should be allowed to carry, and you shouldn't have to beg the government and bribe the government and pay the government to you know either state, federal, or whatever, to be able to exercise your right. Uh, and my belief is that everyone that is trained and capable and has a firearm should be carrying a firearm mm-hmm. because just like the bowling alley, if if there weren't signs prohibiting people, the only reason a lot of people in that bowling alley weren't carrying is because they know that they're not allowed to carry there and they're breaking the law. If if there were people that were responsible in there and and and, and didn't want to violate policies of their local league, you know, and stuff like that, then they would have been able to engage that shooter and he would have been able to escape and then ensue into a manhunt uh they would have been able to stop him there and the only thing that's going to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun so i'm sorry if i was making that face so when people are like they put their guns back in the car at a bowling alley and i'm like the whole point of concealed carrying is concealment i bowled with appendix carry (laughs) with a wingman setup so is for one you can totally do it and you know what else is more uncomfortable than like actually being out in public with a gun is a casket. I'm just throwing it out there. So let's. I don't know. Uh, some of those caskets, they're very, they're very, uh, they're very. That pillow plush well, doesn't the... too plush if you could prevent yourself from getting there. Now, but, uh, last time you were on the show, you told us that you were moving ahead. And uh, I don't, I mean, this last time you were on the show wasn't even 12 months, I think, from the, the shooting. I don't know how you've recouped right. done so well. You've got your NRA instructor. Uh, and, yes. and also, let's see, I thought I had um, some footage right here. And let me see if I can bring this up. Uh, so, it, I'm going to just preface it here. But uh, Raul, because he doesn't fear the gun, he doesn't like put blame on the gun. It allowed him to move forward and actually also step outside his comfort zone. So, and that's one thing I absolutely appreciate because like there's so many people, so many victims that are, like kind of will fear whatever tool that was used against them. And in this case, he didn't. So um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, <laughs> Rural reached out to me on Instagram, was like, hey, um, how do I get in competition? 
And y'all heard me on the show before. I'm like, oh, you literally, you got to show up. That's pretty much it. So having Raul get out there and actually I'm like, hey, guess what? You may be the slowest person, but you're going to finish as long as you're safe. Don't care. Yeah. Like you're going to learn a lot. And he did. And like, here's some video of him, um, of him shooting. Like we had five stages. Very last stage. I was like, I think this was actually the very last stage. Uh, I was like, hey, guess what you did? He's like, what? I'm like, you finished your first competition. <laughs> so so that if you want to know what it's like shooting with me, that's pretty much what it's like. Oh, brother. <laughs> It's pretty chilly. So, right well, what was it like? This was your, uh, we're seeing yeah. it right here. Tell us your experience. Now, we call this the shooting sports. We're in defense of the shooting sports. Uh, before we go, please tell us what this was like. What was your reaction? I was a bit nervous at first, and I'm sure Ursula can, can see that. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I was just trying too much at the beginning, and Ursula's like, dude, just relax. Just, you know, have fun. And the important thing is just, you know, shoot accurately at your own pace and just finish the competition. And then, you know, when time comes, you know, you, you'll get better and you'll get faster. So by the second or third, uh, what is it called, the course that we were doing or stage, uh, felt a lot more comfortable, more relaxed. Uh, I mean, it was fun. Mm -hmm. It was fun. And honestly, it's like I, I never expect as being fun. I saw it as something training. And I mean training because th these are things that we don't often, we go to the range, you know, we load up, we try to shoot for accuracy and, and that's about it. You know, we just go plinking and we just go have fun. But this here shows you, you know, or teaches you that, you know, in a split second, once that the timer, that beep goes off, like you need to pull out, you know, your firearm unholster as quick as you can you know you got to shoot accurately as fast as you can you got to reload as fast as you can and you know in a life or death situation you know that might be something that you need to do you know you have an extra magazine you know say a mass murder happens again and you know i run out of ammo you know on my magazine and i gotta reload well that split second or that extra second you know, can make the difference. So I just really appreciate and I just saw as fun and competitive as it is, it's also a learning experience to become better, you know, with your firearm. It is. Ursula? So I have a question from a viewer that uh, didn't want to put their question on Facebook or Rumble. And Raul, um, you can answer this question if you want, if you feel comfortable with it. But the question is, uh, do you have any moments of PTSD while shooting? Since we're on the topic of mental illness I, I, and all that type of stuff. I did at first. And uh, so I, after the, the, the incident, some guy reached out to me, which became a really close friend now. He owns an actual, you know, training company. He's, you know, ex-SWAT, you know, uh, ex-Marine, you know, great guy. And he has his team again in law enforcement and stuff like that. So... He invited me over. We did a course or we we did a training. He got me pretty much my my CCW, mm -hmm. my actually from the state. Like he got me that certificate. Uh, but we went out a long range shooting and, you know, he sent me up. He provided rifle, ammo, everything, you know, awesome guy. And first guy that shot next to me, I don't know what caliber he shot, but it rumbled my whole body. I started, you know, hyperventilating. I started, you know, just, I just got so nervous. Like uh, it was just something I, I don't even remember the day of the shooting or something. You know, I mean, it, it was just that bad that I got up. I literally kind of ran, just kind of far, 
and just stood out there and just started meditating and just, you know, I was panicked and, you know, it just took a while to actually just take a deep breath and just know, hey, my life's not in danger. This is what I need to continue to get comfortable with. You know, stuff can happen again. I cannot, you know, this is not you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not the gun. You know, I just, you know, I just had to, I guess, like I said, just meditate and just learn how to deal with it. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I got to get comfortable with it again. And well, we so have, I. I uh, we are so supportive. And, uh, and Ursula, uh, it looked like he really got over it during your shooting session. And, oh, yeah. Uh, like the only issue he had that night was a dry Glock, but we'll discuss that on another show. And if you, <laughs> if you folks live in Arizona, head on, uh, you know, hit up uh, Raul, and he does some training now. And we'll talk more about that the next time we have you here. On the screen for our podcast listeners, I have gunstuff.tv slash R-A-U-L. If you type that in, uh, it'll uh, head on over to GoFundMe. Um, uh, you've still got some... Uh, uh, unpaid medical bills, and folks that are watching our show can, can contribute. Uh, Raul, uh, last words on concealed carry. Uh, is it for everyone, or is it for some, or uh, is it something that we need to get rid of? Uh, last words, Raul. Or better, just to say carrying, because I don't even care yeah, how carrying. you carry. Yeah, just carry. I, I, honestly, uh, it's for everyone. I mean, I I have a 14-year-old, and she's about to be 15 this year. If I can, (laughs) excuse me, if she can carry legally now, I would have her carry. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is, to me, there's no age because, again, it's the mentality. It's, you know, how they grow up, what you teach them. And my daughters are some of the most responsible girls. Like, you can call me irresponsible, but if I have a gun laying out, they know, they know, like there's going to be no accidental or nothing in this house. Cause since they were born or since they were little, I engraved in their head what a firearm is, what it's for. And now, especially after the incident, they know what it's capable of doing. So they respect it, but now it's teaching them not to fear it. Mm-hmm. So again, I did buy them a 22 uh, pistol, semi-automatic pistol and that that's like my first. Those are like my first people that that's why I got my certification is I'm going to train my family. I'm going to train my daughters and I want them to be able to take care of themselves uh, in any situation. Well, Raul, so it we definitely is for everybody. Well, thanks. We got to have you back in the future. We're out of time today, un- regrettably, but hey, but, we will have you back. And uh, uh, I know Ur- Ursula has more questions. So we're going to have to quick. hold those questions oh, to really the next quick. time you come back. He, he already knows what my next question is. It's like, when are you going to let me take the girls out to a competition? There you go. That's a good uh, question. <laughs> hey, uh, that's a good We'll point. talk soon. Definitely. Right. Would love that. Would love that. <laughs> oh, okay. Folks, stick around. Uh, We'll be right back with Live Free Armory.
Thanks for watching. You know, I'm always alluding to our Gun Stuff website, gunstuff.tv. Sorry about the focus on here uh, every once in a while. Uh, if I squiggle around, the autofocus loses it. But hey, stick around uh, and uh, you're going to enjoy our next guest, uh, livefreearmory.com. Now, uh, I've got somebody then on your right there. We're going to bring it along. With you there, we also have John Nelson, right? And uh, you're coming in strong. And uh, we're glad to have you guys. What are we looking at here? Uh, Scott, I know you're familiar with this. But let's start with John. Uh, tell us first what we're looking at. That is our brand new Apollo 11 2011-style pistol. 9mm double stack, 17 round, optic ready. Um, it's now shipping. It, we announced that shot show this past year, and now it's getting out in the hands of the public. Oh yeah, oh, Max, does it take? Checkmate, uh, Max. Yep. Huh? Checkmates. Okay. Off the shelf. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I see a new twenty eleven. Look, I didn't know what Max would take. So <laughs> like, you know, like, all right. So this, the crazy thing with this gun right now is uh, it's being so well received and so disruptive in the industry. Um, one, it's super silky smooth. And we basically put it in the hands of somebody that come by the booth. And that's how Scott saw it at NASDW. And uh, we talked to him for a minute about it, never mentioned price. And then uh, say, hey, what do you think? And, and the average, most people are like 22, 2800. And that's where they're used with this style double stack 1911. Mm -hmm. And we come in at 979 retail on this gun. Oh, no. Uh, so we're under $1,000. Michelle, our producer, are you there? I'm losing audio again. I, I heard something really crazy. I said that this price was coming in at nine uh, under $1,000. I, I, uh, Denver, Denver, are you there? Somebody's <laughs> got to fix this audio because I know there's no way it's under $1,000. Have you shot it? Oh, we haven't had a chance to shoot it yet, uh, and got a chance yet? to really check it out at SHOT Show uh -huh. early, at, in January, and yeah. then we've seen it again at NASGW. So as soon as i you know going up and down the aisle, see that, and it's a beautiful, beautiful gun, and it feels fantastic. The trigger feels fantastic, uh, and it's one of those things, you know, once, once we'd love to get out and, and get it on the range and put us through its paces, but we've seen that we've had the opportunity to see this firearm twice and mm -hmm. each time you know this time you were like hey it's coming out now and we're like hey congratulations on making it to market uh you know we know it takes a lot to get one of these guns out uh out there and i know it takes a lot of hard work and you guys have done a fantastic job with this it looks great and it feels great Is it steel? we appreciate that like what we got here steel all steel 416 steel. i want to shoot it I know, right? <laughs> okay, so I don't know if I don't know if I got any background on me, but uh resident yeah, 2011 yeah, person. Just any info. So I'm just like, <laughs> anyway. like yeah, I, I about Ursula. 2011 is yeah. her thing, man. Yeah. yeah, she's yeah, she's on them. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I, we would love to have you shoot it. Um, we're super proud of it, and we've been getting a tremendous response online. Uh, everybody really likes what we did, and. Honestly, that price point we talked about when that audio cut out magically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, we manufacture everything except for basically the springs here. Um, okay. So we can control that costing. And we feel like everyone in America should be able to afford a 1911 double stack style pistol if they want one. And, and we don't feel it's necessary to charge an arm and a leg. I want people to be able to buy ammo and a sight also. Mm. So in that price point, everyone can afford it. And what is it tapped for? 
uh, RMSD. Okay. Yeah. So the gun is very accurate. Um, I am not personally. So, <laughs> but uh, I did run a plate tree, and I felt pretty proud about myself. It just ran it. No, no worries. So the gun uh, is very accurate. So it's not just okay. eye candy, is what you're telling me. <laughs> no, no, it's All fully right. functional. We got some more so, shots. Oh here. yeah, go ahead, Ursula. Oh, um, so I'm pretty sure this is probably be down the line. Do you, uh, with the current 2011 market, do you feel like you're kind of almost playing catch up a little bit? No, I think we disrupted the whole industry because of our price point. Yeah, and more people are going to have to be innovative and make better products at a lower price to compete with us. And we honestly don't feel like people are going to be able to do that. So you might get some imports or some things coming um, that are great guns. But if you want American-made, high-quality, re guaranteed reliability, then LFA is where you need to go. All right, wait a minute. Let's just back up on that. Underscore that. So this is American-made. You have made all the parts except for the springs. And, and we all know uh, we've had spring manufacturers on the show. They take uh, it's a, that's a whole industry all by itself. But you do everything else, and you're 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 not a a, a bunch of greedy sobs. You are willing to uh, bless this country with the Second Amendment. And let those Second Amendment and those uh, people that are shooting get a, a real firearm instead of one of these black plastic jobs that are imported from God knows where. We already know where yeah. the country is. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Yeah, all um, right. Okay, all right. <laughs> but uh, I did get a comment on uh, <laughs> a comment on Rumble. So Stephen S. 1983, he says, Rumble needs one of those for his next competition. I would agree. <laughs> I, you know what? Eh, you know That's... what? I would agree, but maybe not right now. I kind of feel like he needs to do that G-word struggle so he can actually appreciate the 2011. <laughs> oh, like, but so I know what you're saying. Thing. Ursula wants one. Now yeah, we're jumping, saying, jumping now, right now into something like this right oh, off this the bat. Right here. You're spoiled at you're that point. Spoiled. You're spoiled. Yeah, you're spoiled. spoiled. And then what do you do? Where do you go from there? You, you know? You, you yeah, that's it. You're just stuck. You know. <laughs> but the, the good thing is you don't have to go anywhere, right? I mean, and I can't I can't say enough about how smooth this you know this thing operated. Uh, you know, when we got a chance to see it and I can't wait to see what you guys are going to be offering at shot because we'll be at shot as well. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll bring out and, and, and introduce your new stuff as well. So, um, the, are you guys going to be offering any of the models like threaded barrels, comp yeah. compensated, cool covers, like things like that? Yeah. All, all to come, all being worked on. Um, you know, it's a, it's a crawl, walk, run type thing. And we want to make sure this was out hitting the market, working perfectly, everything is good, and then we'll slowly transition to the next and the next and the next. So it's, uh, you know, we have, at Live Free Armory, we're all gun people, and we everything you just said, everyone is thrown at the wall, and every, we all have our personal, even different calibers. So, um, you know, yeah, so. Kind of as far as I know. This is the only. I mean, this is this is all American made. This is the only one that's all American made that's even in this region as far as price, and price, yeah. uh, you know, and yeah. I mean, everything else, you know, is, is you know, like if you're trying to get some, you know, import that's you know, you know, some poorly made import or something like that. There may be something else that could be in the in the region, but it, it still doesn't stand up to the quality that we've seen uh, here on this piece. So. So, uh, question Gary. for you, and this is a selfish question. Uh, now, do you have dealers? Uh, do you have distributors, like uh, namely Sports South, Xander's, uh, 
distributors and so forth. Uh, let, well, I'm kind of interested. It's got a very special reason for that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do have several distributors. We have a dealer network. We just inked a deal with one of the nation's biggest box stores um, for this. So they're going to be taking a large quantity and, and pushing it out to the masses. Um, so we do deal with uh, Sports South. I actually go there next week um, for another meeting. So um, we will be in more and more stores. If you're interested, you can contact us directly or go to your local dealer and tell them to call LFA and set up as a dealer. Hey, you know what? I got another idea. Uh, I'm just going to let our viewing audience think about this. Uh, and, and this is for Michelle. Follow up with us after the show. Let's make sure we got all of these in, in inventory. I believe we probably do uh, since uh, we get we get lots of stuff coming in from Sports South. So, hey, uh, this has been great. We enjoy this. Uh, in, in fact, I, I'm afraid my co-hosts, uh, they're probably going to be crying a little bit in, in, until they can have this in their hands. <laughs> Uh, and I think you're probably fomenting some rebellion right here in the Gun Stuff studio. Uh, Look, so I'm just saying, I want to get it first before Scott. That's all I'm asking. That's pretty much it. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> well, I, and I got to tell you, too. I mean, Ursula is Ursula is a 2011 connoisseur. You know, I mean, I, man, I have been yep. duty weapons to death uh, <laughs> with, you know, the, the cheapest guns that can be brought to market that you can arm a police department with. So, I mean, I'm used to shooting crap. Uh, yeah, she is. She so she has a really good, you know, a, you know, she's the sommelier of 2011s, I guess you'd call it. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I think well, that, I'm not gonna lie. That tungsten, <laughs> that tungsten will totally look good in a full dust cover. I'm just throwing it. Yes. Well, oh, yeah. My left yep. ear here that we're gonna need to move on. And, and, no, uh, they are not. Thank so you guys. Before you leave, uh, uh, tell oh, us, Matt, how we can hear more, learn more, uh, because our podcast listeners can't see the URL that's right here on the screen. Mm -hmm. Matt, do the honors. Uh, so just go to livefreearmory.com. You can see all of our products on the site. You can go to YouTube and see a lot of the reviews that are out there um, and non-paid for reviews. These are honest people that have got our product and, and gone through um, and used it. And most of them, or if not all of them right now, have loved it. So we're pretty proud of it. And, uh, you know, you can always contact us right here at Livery Armory also directly. And uh, John here would love to talk to you. Thanks so much. Thank, Thank you. you. Remember, until next time, get your stuff from Gun Stuff.